0: yo what's the crack my name is Matthew Sharp and this is the Thought Floor cheers for coming down to my level welcome back to my trip to Jamaica this is part four and the final part of the story that I've been sharing with you over the past couple of weeks and this episode is essentially about my second week in Jamaica um, after kind of the Initial whirlwind, which was the first kind of four or five days essentially the first week. um, This is when things kind of started to chill out and um, I really then got to relax and be comfortable and I think you know In reflection everything that kind of happened in those five six days was I suppose normal, you know, it wasn't normal for me, but for, for everybody who was there and stuff, you know what kind of happened you know uh, during the funeral like that, that all that kind of stuff was normal but for me that just wasn't, I haven't really experienced that much death in my life either so I was really really kind of on guard and even though I was staying with family and I was with family I was still very much on edge and everything was very heightened and it's not that I didn't feel safe because I did but it, it was just I suppose i just needed time i think if the first week had been chilling and then the second week would have been the funeral then i think it would have been different but that's just not the way it goes so yeah the, the, in this episode we're going to be talking about uh, this kind of second week and you know I, I had talked about you know seeing my uncle for the first time and, and him kind of coming on the scene and just kind of knowing that he was my uncle and <laughs> the, the, the first kind of thing those first words that he said to me were um I'm sure you've heard a lot about me and to be honest no I hadn't heard anything my dad didn't tell me much about the family I mean I'd seen pictures and I'd seen kind of like I knew who people were but in terms of stories and even like stories growing up and that kind of thing you know there was a few stories floating about but there was nothing that um you know nothing really you know i didn't know much in the grand scheme of things of who the people were you know i think if i had been briefed <laughs> if i'd been given a a brief being like you know like a pack and saying like look this is everyone and this is who you potentially might turn up this is who isn't coming this is um you know uh, what might go down you know then i, I probably would have been more prepared but anybody with a full-scale Um, in depth breath, would have been more prepared as well but there was a real real point um, for my dad just to say look we're gonna have fun and the the second week the next 10 days are gonna be fun and that's what they were they were great they were class and um, meeting my uncle for the first time just added to that as well and being able to travel around Jamaica with my dad and my uncle for the first time you know was amazing and there's plenty there's loads of pictures of us doing things and you know we um one of the first things that we did was we got a car and we kind of drove just just around Kingston and just had a look and the one thing that I would say um, about Kingston is that is that if you do not pay attention to the road you will probably die because there is potholes everywhere and it's almost like street cred if you can drive the fastest while dodging the among the, all the various potholes um there were sensitive the craters and <laughs> creators in the road i was i remember this one it was absolutely huge and it was like only like one car at a time could get past because it was just so big um and we went and we sat like along like the harbor and that kind of thing and just chatted and, and i suppose that was one of the main things that really stuck with me the trip just talking you know this is a family member who i haven't met and my dad hasn't seen for many years and just talking about each other's lives Um, and in hindsight picking up on just the little things about my uncle that you know he, he never really gave me a straight answer it was like it was like a politician you know there was he just kind of danced around the question and I never really picked up on it until kind of coming towards the end of the trip when I thought back about you know each of the interactions and kind of thought you know well there was no real I don't really know anything more about him than I did before which is sad because I spent like five six days with him and it was like I still you know even this day I still don't really know who he is what he does you know, what does his day to day look like do you know that kind of thing just just things i think when you take family for granted you, you automatically know what people you can assume people are doing day to day you know you can assume what like your family members that are close to you are doing day to day and you kind of find comfort in that knowing that okay well they're working from nine to five and then they're home and then they'll probably have their dinner at six and then maybe they'll go out and do some sort of activity and you know and then you'll know that kind of what time to call or whatever blah 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 but i, I don't know anything I don't I don't I don't know anything and I suppose it's up to me as well. I mean to to, to reach out and I haven't I haven't done that so it's on me as well. It's not it's not just on him but so this second week we did a lot of travelling. We um rented a car and me, uh my dad and my uncle set off. Um originally it was just gonna be me and my dad, but uh my uncle actually was flying out of Monte Montego Bay, so uh it made sense for him to kind of come along with us um you know stop off along the way uh, a couple of times and um yeah and then we would drop him off at the airport and then continue on with our our trip because um, the idea was that we would just travel around the island it takes from harbour view kingston to go kind of around Montego bay around the grill kind of background it kind of takes around like seven hours um, if you were going to do the whole island, you know, probably would be about like 10 hours or something. So, yeah, you know, the island's not that big. So we um, set off from Kingston and we went up to uh, Ocho Rios. And um, the, that journey there, there was like um, this huge motorway that had been built. You had to, you had to pay a toll to um, go on it, but basically yeah, there was barely any cars on the road um because this was this big new fancy motorway Um basically you had to pay to go on so um it was only really like there was a few trucks and that kind of thing but there was no real you know locals i would say on it you know because they just take the the other roads but um yes we, we you know driving and i kind of was just seeing just seeing the sights really until we got to uh usher and um it was just cool to be in the car and just my dad did most of the driving, I don't think I drove at all actually, uh, I was too nervous to be honest because of all the potholes but um, yeah when we got to kind of our first stop um, we decided to, to stay there for, um, I don't know if it was one night or two nights um, but we did a couple of things there, um, one I suppose we went on this trip in October, uh, at the end of October and that was the end of the season so everything was kind of shut. We none of the clubs around like that was open and, and i think that i mean would have been better if all the clubs and stuff had been open of course it would have of course it would have because then we could have went and you know bopped about and all that kind of stuff um that would have been class you know there was a few bars open that kind of thing um just having a few drinks chatting but yeah most of the things were closed which was a shame because you know obviously there's a culture there. there's, there's party time there so it would have been good to kind of experience that but nevertheless we did a couple of things um delu um, uncle he didn't uh, do any of the like uh, adventure stuff with us which just me and my dad which was which was grand um i think he was off doing his kind of his own thing he had a few things he was doing but um we did the, the dun rivers falls and the park uh, kind of climbing up the the waterfall and there was a couple of rides that we did which were class um and i was kind of you had to get like a ski lift up to the top of the mountain hall, and it was beautiful and there's kind of gardeners walking away and there's uh, like live music it was really nice i mean you could tell it was thirsty of course because it's a it's a, an attraction so it was a bit thirsty but it was still nice to kind of see to see that and, and you know have those experiences do a bit of like thirsty things i suppose as well you know because you know that is part of it that is part of doing it, having fun um we went on this like slalom this is the only way i can describe it it has like you go down it has a brake and you can like adjust the speed and um, the first time the person at the front kind of controls the speed and the person at the back just kind of enjoys the ride and uh, the first time I was at the front and I kind of yeah, you know, we're going a bit fast and I pull on the brakes just, slight, just slightly you know and just you know um, kind of obeying the, 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 the laws of the ride when you know it's kind of saying slow down and all that kind of thing <laughs> and uh, I was grand that we did it again and this time my dad sat in the front and I think we did it three times but this time my dad was uh, sitting in front and he was controlling speed and uh, he just didn't ever break and I was like slow down, slow down. Um, and it got to a point where it was like this straight kind of it was going down but it was uh, at the end of it was like the end essentially the stop and uh, dad was like nah Fuck we're not stopping. And I was like, "What? What do you mean?" And he, I was like, I was like tapping him, and I was like, "Stop, stop, stop!" And the guys who were like down the bottom were like, Whoa, "Like slow down." And he was like, he had this manic face. He was like, "Nah, I'm not stopping." And we just like crashed into the, the the flipping the bottom of it. And now obviously like they have like, like the the track obviously caught the wheels and caught us, you know what I mean. Like we didn't crash and to like fall over, and, but it was just like it made this big like like you know big and clunk noise and he was laughing his head off and I was like at the back like heavy breathing but yeah so we did a couple of things right there and it was great it was beautiful it was so nice and then my dad took a video of um, me actually coming back to the hotel and talking to Delo about it and telling him about this, um, <laughs> this uh, this incident which is quite funny um so you know it was good we were laughing and it was good crack and you know that, that was great that was great and, um great i think it was a couple of days yeah a good couple of days and um so from there then we set off and we went around to montego bay and yeah like as i say like it was the off season so things were quite quiet um and we stayed in a in a, in a lovely hotel and we had drinks and stuff and um, you know it was it was nice just to be able to kind of chill out um, explore a little bit and kind of you know just have some food and we walked around the kind of the streets and there was like you know people making chuck chicken on the side of the road and big drums and it was just nice to have the contrast as well you know Montego Bay is obviously where all the um, cruise ships and stuff come in and it's where you would probably fly to if, you know, if you were going from America, you'd probably fly into Montego Bay and it's a lot more, you know, touristy friendly, I suppose. Um, But yeah, it was just nice to kind of walk around there and and see that that side, you know, because, you know, Kingston and Montego Bay are two opposite sides. So, um, you know, you always hear kind of Kingston and, you know, it's in the songs and all that kind of thing um so it was obviously good to, to see Kingston and then the opposite side of things Montego Bay and see that side of thing, side of things as well and one of the nights when we um were chilling out we got like triple strength vodka and a drink called Ting now guys if you don't know what Ting is <laughs> then you're missing out it's essentially lemon fanta, but it has about 60 grams more sugar in it and you can get it in tesco so it's super sweet but it's really nice and it's called ting and it's like 33p a can yeah 33p a can okay honestly see you next time you're in tesco have a look at it it's usually in like the Other countries section, it's not in the fridges or anything. Um, it's usually where, like, all the like, um, uh, I want to say Vegeta, that's not what they're called. (laughs) Um, what are they called? I can't remember what they're called now. Um, oh, that's so bad. Um, they're spelled like Vegetas. (laughs) I don't know what you call them, Vegetas, Vegetas jesus it's where all that kind of stuff is um you know like the the other countries section um in tesco yeah it's there anyway it's there it's called ting and it's it's class so if you go to tesco and you get ting and you try it let me know tag me in it um yeah tag me in it take a picture of it send it to me or tag me in it um yeah because honestly so anyway so we had um triple strength vodka and ting and we were tr- drinking away at it and uh, it was good crack i'll have good crack um and it was nice just sitting in the balcony just talking and having a drink and you know and then all of a sudden i kind of said you know i'm uh, you know I'm a bit peckish you know as you do you've had a few drinks you got a bit peckish i mean i have one drink and i'm like yo where's the snacks at <laughs> like <laughs> i'm terrible i like got but um so anyway my uncle went and got some uh, he went away got some jerk chicken and me and my dad just, just talking about how great this was A great an experience and, and you know it was just good to kind of be with Dello and talk, you know chatting and have this experience like like, you know this was awesome you know I was very grateful um, to be able to, to, to come out to Jamaica and have this experience um, because you know yeah part of it was because it's my culture and it's part of me and the other part was just you know it was Great to be able to get on a plane and actually be able to do that. Do you actually have the the resources to actually go to Jamaica as well? Um, was was you know very very grateful. Um, but yeah, so Dell comes back with some food, and man. All of a sudden, just the, the mood just changes, and you know, Dell just is like, "Why didn't you visit me in prison?" And like, I'm sitting there eating my chicken jerk chicken like it in my left hand with the fork in the right hand like half of it in my mouth like what and like caught us off guard you know and it's like it just it was just so out of the blue and you know basically you know my uncle was living in Florida my dad was in Florida at the time uh couldn't reach him he was unreachable essentially Dello is a, a phantom he's a ghost uh he's off grid um Actually, my dad told me now there has been some communication, which is great. But you know, for many years there was there was no communication. Um, so you know, how how else was he supposed to kind of how how was he supposed to get in touch with them if he wasn't um, you know if he had no way of contacting them? And and at the same time, he wasn't allowing anybody to contact him. At the same time, so when someone doesn't want to be contacted, then it's very hard to get in contact with them. So anyway, you know. I can't I can't exactly remember the words that were used um th- through this exchange um there's just you know key elements that I, I kind of remember um and you know that the conversation then went on to talk about that kind of you, you were unreachable kind of thing and and uh you know the other thing that kind of sticks in my head as well is him saying you, know, you left me with him so Dello saying to my dad you left me with him whatever that meant and there's obviously this resentment that was he obviously felt this resentment for years and years it was never addressed never talked about and you know i'm still just sitting there eating my chicken like I, I, what like what am i witnessing right now and i got to the point where he actually he threatened to, to like smash the vodka bottle over I'm gonna, sm- I, I'm gonna kill you and all this i'm gonna smash ball over your head and that's when i had to step in the chicken had to be set down and i had to stand up and say delo sit yourself down like it's one thing to kind of have a few drinks and kind of argue, but it's another thing to threaten a life, especially my dad's life, to sit down. And I just said, you know, there's there's obviously issues here that need to be resolved and you know, these guys need to talk it out. But at this stage, like Dello was leaving the next night, the next day, you know, and there was no way that they were gonna sit all night and talk about it. So Dello ended up leaving and, and I just kind of said, look, I'm gonna go up after him. And my dad was like, no, don't. Just leave him and and i said look this is the first time i've ever met my uncle and potentially it could be one of the last i mean i i don't know when i'm gonna see him next and this it's been great the whole time and now there's just this little blip and we often remember the blip because you know it's juicier it's you know more dramatic it's all that kind of thing but you know i said this I don't want the last memory of him to be this so I went up and I kind of you know talked to him and I said look you know there's issues here that need to be resolved and I don't want the next time you guys to see each other to be when granny dies you know when your mum dies because that's not right and that's not healthy and you just need to get through these issues you need to talk this out you need to understand each other be on both sides and one of the things that I regret heavily regret about that this this exchange that was happening is that he told me to put my phone number in his phone, um, like for WhatsApp, and um, I should have sent myself a text because then I would have had his number and then I would be able to reach him. But he took the phone off me before I got the chance to do that, so he had my, he has my number, but I don't have his, and he's never texted. Um, so that was one of the one of the things that i regret from that night but yeah so then you know i i left woke up the next morning and he was outside with his bag and everything um and my dad kind of seen him you know waved at him was like you know we we'll be dancing and woke me up i was up i seen him and then he just it was like he just looked up waved and walked into the sunrise and we scrambled you know get down to kind of get ready and to get down and you know, he had left a note at reception that said, um, you know, thanks for everything, bro, that kind of thing. Here's my email address. And then we went out driving around Montego Bay trying to find him, couldn't find him. And that was that. You know, it was like he had disappeared. He had evaporated into the sun. So, you know, I spent uh, three or four days with my dad and my uncle doing that trip. Uh, and then it was just me and my dad and from then you know it took a deep breath and then we continued on we, and we, we drove around and we went to grill and we sat Rick's Calf um, which is kind of like a famous cafe in, in Jamaica where you can sit uh, it's like a point you can kind of sit and just endless ocean then you know that you can just sit and to be honest it was a bit um you know it was a bit um commercial you know it was a bit um you know the food wasn't great it wasn't like my granny's cooking you know it was just a bit more uh generic uh, but it was still lovely to 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 go there um and yeah we we we, we kept kind of driving driving around and, and we stayed i can't remember what where we stopped um we must have stopped either or maybe I uh, yeah not know it was it was when we were in um, staying in the grill uh, we stayed at this hotel and I'll never forget um, the, Amer- the Americans and I mean this is kind of where it's hilarious because you have these old white Americans who come over to Jamaica to chill out and you know have their holidays and stuff and we were staying at this hotel and um, the first thing the the first thing the um the guy who was kind of showing us to our room was said was do you want some weed and i was kind of taken aback a bit and i was like what and i mean this is supposed to be you know Jamaica make a all that but actually an actual fact, ganja is actually a legal, um and that kind of thing and um you know it's one of the signs actually at rick's cafe was like Marwan is not permitted at these at this premises you know she can't sit at the end edge of jamaica smoking a first <laughs> do you know what i mean um as, as many people would, would like to do but anyway this hotel um was hilarious so he asked me that i anyway, i said no and in hindsight i probably should have said ah yeah sure threw us a bag there how much do you want for it um <laughs> but uh i said no because you know I, I don't i actually don't smoke but um yeah so uh we're just sitting in hotels all grand. and one of the the days i was sitting um out in the balcony and uh i got just sitting and i seen um there was some friendly folk opposite there's some friendly folk uh to the right as well um you know just americans just chilling out um all of a sudden this woman comes out and she's like um she's like yo hey hey jeff jeff you there Jeff like shouting across the like across the way Jeff comes out and he's like yeah Sandra what's going on how are you Sandra <laughs> and Sandra pulls out this huge pillow like a huge bag of weed and is like hey Jeff you want some weed <laughs> And I just stand there like What and he's like, Oh, Sandra, no, it's okay. It's okay, I'll smoke a little later. I'll smoke a little later. And I just like stand there, like, This is hilarious. So she then sits and decides that you know, rules herself a fat doobie and sits there, smoking. it. Did not for me any the flipping, yeah, did not for me any, but anyway, um, <laughs> like, I was just in shock. I was just like, like this is hilarious this is hilarious and then um yeah down on the beach like just it was just a sea of all white people just chilling out and uh i had my daniel craig moment where i kind of i went down my dad didn't go into the water but i did swam about but then i had my daniel craig james bond flicking my hair coming out of the water moment which was great uh on kind of like a you know Caribbean Beach, there's a couple of photos of that, I'll share on the Instagram you can see, and uh, <laughs> yeah um, you know it was great, and uh, and then eventually we kind of, you know, made our way back to, to Kingston and and that was great, you know we explored the island, we seen you know, we got curry goat which was class, You got rice and peas, you know which was awesome We I seen the traditional side, I seen the tourist side. It was all great, you know. It was all class, and we got back to Kingston. We had a few days to kind of chill out and and, and really spend time then with my granny and with the family, and you know, and just really like sit down and and uh, you know just enjoy their company and you know enjoy their cooking, you know enjoy the rice and peas and, and enjoy the the corned beef with spices and and hardo bread and you know enjoy the patties in uh cocoa bread like we had patties and cocoa bread every day every day like that was my favorite and there was there was a a woman that used to i think she lived across the road or maybe it wasn't like my second cousin she used to bring ice pops every day because it was so hot i was just i was just I, i i had an ice pop in my mouth 24 7 like it was just so hot i had a face cloth a wet face cloth over my head 24 7. it was just so hot it was so warm and we went to like the little markets and, and like um in downtown uh, kingston and kingston um and it was it, it was just you know it was just class you know it was just great um my granny's cooking was awesome. Um, you know, the the one thing I probably regret is just not asking enough questions. You know, just not, you know, just figuring out. You know, just building the picture of my granny's life in my head. You know, uh, uh, you know, or just getting her to tell me stories. Do you know that kind of thing? I think you know that's one regret that I have. Just not, you know, asking enough questions and, and just, you know, really sitting down and just being in the presence you know and just and the other thing that was happening at the same time we were there was trump was um trump got office when we were there too like the whole like um that whole uh thing was was when i was in jamaica and when he was in office um you know like and how lost and it was like like i was thinking i should have put a bet on that like i should. I should have just stuck twenty quid on Trump just for the crack, but you know, in hindsight, you know, you could think that in hindsight, but um, <laughs> like, you know, it—it it was just class, you know. It—it—it it, it was just one of them trips where, and you know, you think about everything that happened, and you think and flip next. When next time I go, I'll do this. I'll, I'll ask this. I'll, I'll do that, and um you know we we went out to there's a place called port royal um it's kind of kingston it's just it's like literally it was, uh, to get there like the, the road could be flooded like to like to get there because it's, it's kind of it's a very thin road out in took like a little peninsula and uh, me my dad my granny had a meal out there and it was like fresh fish and it was just you know like it was just class to get and so different from going up to montego bay and all touristy areas you know this was real you know this was real real people essentially you know real authentic in jamaica which was cool so good and and then i did start to feel i i felt alienated because well i was in a place where i still don't look the same i still don't talk i don't you know i don't talk the same and um you know when my dad was out you could, you could hear him starting to slip back. You know, he started to slip back into his, you know, Jamaican ways. You know, his Jamaican slang and that kind of thing. But me, obviously, I don't have any of that, so it's just Northern Ireland dulcet tones uh, all the time. And uh, you know, I, I, there was still I still felt this whole trip, part of it, was supposed to be about me, kind of that missing piece of the puzzle. You know, and in the end, that piece of the puzzle was never really missing um you know it it was it was projected onto me that i had a part missing but in actuality you know i think people forget that i'm also half white and it's something that i kind of forgot as well because you you only get seen for the colour in your skin and to be honest I spent my whole life in Northern Ireland and I would say I'm Northern Irish and yes I'm half Jamaican and I have family Jamaican I'm very proud of being half Jamaican but it's not it doesn't define who I am it's not it's not as big of a piece as what I thought it was And that's something that, you know, I kind of started to realise and started to come to terms with and and something to accept and own as well, you know, that, you know, I'm proud of who I am and where I'm from and I'm not from Jamaica, you know, so to long for that peace and to long for that, um, you know, going home, in inverted commas, you know it, it was just a projection that was put on me from people around me and you know that's that's just the way it is that's just the way it goes and you know um, most of the time people only just see you as one thing um, as proven in what's kind of been happening in in the world but I would not I would not do it any differently you know I would not I do not regret that trip I do not you know think flip but you know I, I shouldn't have went on that trip I mean there were some things in there that happened that are you know funny that are like you know a bit crazy that are like like you know I can't believe this happened but you know in hindsight you know most of it was all kind of normal stuff and it was all just heightened because of I was going away to a new country I was going home and I was meeting people I was meeting family for the first time and everything yeah, that it just felt a hundred times more you know it just it, I felt everything a hundred times more I was super high alert so the last few days of the trip were just spent chilling out and just relaxing and, and just enjoying the company of the family and uh you know just I think towards the kind of end of it it was like okay I'm ready to go home now you know I I had 35 mosquito bites now I was like you know what I think it's time to go home and uh, <laughs> you know um one of the things that um one of the things that my granny uh didn't do was say goodbye um because she doesn't like saying goodbye because it would be the last time she sees you and goodbyes are for like the last time so that was interesting and uh i definitely do want to go back i definitely do think um i need to go back and uh Go back for that kind of fresh perspective and a fresh. I know who I am. Didn't the first time I went, I didn't know fully who I was. Now I do, and essentially, you know, I'm a mom now. I mean, I still felt, I didn't feel like a kid necessarily, but I just felt I not I felt like I had to be lifted and laid, kind of thing. Whereas now I would feel a lot more comfortable, a lot more confident in who I am as a person and and be probably be able to be a bit more independent um as well i'll also probably bring a camera and document and maybe get a few interviews get a few like you know recordings just to be able to take home and edit and have forever you know just of, of people doing you know just chatting that kind of thing so yeah guys look i know this has been a super long one i mean i'm clocking in here at 30 minutes for this uh piece here um look uh this was a really important trip it was really important for me as well just to get out there and get up just to speak it out i mean i've told a couple of friends this trip about this trip but i just really wanted to put it on a platform where maybe people who can relate can relate to the story maybe people who are mixed race can relate to going to you know their motherland for the first time and having experience which they you know the perception of what they thought they were going to have just wasn't that um and yeah so i just thought getting on out there and sharing the story is the first kind of first step of that and just being able to tell my story a part of my story um and yeah so the <laughs> thank you thank you for listening thank you for listening till the end as well um you know my, my my i try to keep my podcast between 10 to 15 minutes because it's i find it hard to listen to one person for any more than that so i appreciate you staying to the end you know whatever it is you're doing i appreciate you listening um i appreciate you and your feedback and getting in touch as well and saying you know, you're enjoying the episodes and, and feedback and, and ideas for other episodes i appreciate all that and guys if you do want to come on to the podcast you're more than welcome to come on if you want to come on. Just sh- just shoot me a message, and uh, we we can work out some sort of schedule. And we'll get on. We'll talk about something. We'll have we'll share we'll share our thoughts about something. And uh, yeah, look, thank you again for the fifth time. Thank you for listening. I hope, as always, it's been beneficial. I'm sure you'll hear me in the next one.